Next on BYU Sports Nation, the moving targets for BYU quarterback Tanner Mangum. He's got a lot, but which will be the most impactful? Hail Mary hero Mitch Matthews on his latest foray in the NFL with the Miami Dolphins. Plus big deal, no deal. Eric Mika's Italian is about to get a really nice refresher course. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Hey, we're live. BYU Sports Nation, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying this Thursday, July 20th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Linton High School fan... Jerem Jordan. Linton High School? In Indiana, Jerem. Oh, in Indiana. You know how I learned that? In the, movie, the internet? In the movie Hoosiers, the Hickory Huskers go to the semifinals and play yeah, the against Linton, the Linton Wildcats. Linton Spencers? That is right. That's exciting. So not only is the Spencer Linton, the other Spencer Linton, who the rap was created after from Indiana, Linton Yeah, High that's School. why you're Spencer underscore Linton on Twitter. Correct. That guy. Correct. Thanks, that guy. Why are we talking so much about Indiana? Because BYU 50 mm. is headed to the Hoosier State today. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Chitwood, one of the greatest jump shooters of all time. I told you the story in the Richards Building on campus. I saw a Professor Chitwood plaque, and I was like, is Jimmy Chitwood here? Or is someone related <laughs> to Jimmy Chitwood? What's his I real name? Ball. Mars something? No idea. I can't, I'm trying to think of the actor's name. Jimmer. I think it's Jimmer Chitwood. Did Jimmer's name have anything to do no, with Hoosiers at did, all? It did not. Like, that has been no. confirmed. Yes. Nothing. Yes. That's uncanny that his name is Jimmer, and the guy, like, from the movie, the basketball movie, his name is Jimmy Chitwood. Well, it's just Jimmy. I mean, that's pretty common. Jimmer Chitwood. Jimmer. He had a lot of Jims in the family, so they, his mom wanted this alternate name. Very cool. You would know because you hung out at his house. I've been to his house. Yeah. I've been to the church. I've been to the whatever. Yeah, during that whole thing, it was fun to go kind of see all that. I didn't go to the prison. That's kind of the only spot that I missed. But okay. the high school, the everything in the town. It was great. Weren't you great. assisted by Jimmer Chitwood in his previous high school gym? High school. Yeah, 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 yeah. After he was done doing uh, like P90X, we were waiting for him to do some shots for this story. And uh, I was like, dude, here, pass me the ball. I missed the first one, then I made the second one. You made. Did you make him pass you again? Pass the ball again? Yeah. Like, yeah, I got it. I got to make it. I said we might be here for a while. <laughs> Luckily, it was the second one. I made the second one. Bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. Eric Mika, speaking of basketball, has signed a contract to play in Italy. Oh, yeah. He will play for Unione Sportiva Victoria Libertas Palacanestro or VL Pasado Basketball yeah, for short. Yeah, that's what we're saying from now on. We're not saying that whole thing you just said. The team located in Pasado, Italy, plays in Lega Basket Serie A, the highest league in yeah, Italy. That's great. And the same league as Jonathan Tavernari's Dinamo Sassari. That's the, a lot of Italian happy, there is, happening yeah, right there. And I feel like we just walked into Olive Garden. <laughs> I don't know why. Because when you're here, you're family. Oh, we're sitting, Red we're sitting on the street in cheese, the lawn please. right now yeah. having some delicious homemade pasta. Eric Mika traded Lavelle's vanilla for gelato, and a lot of it. 
Not I a bad would, trade. Okay, I was hoping that Eric Mika would be in the G League. I thought he would be in the G League for He's sure. He's straight to Italy. So the chances of him playing in the NBA have inc- uh, you know, decreased significantly, but – He's getting paid. He's going there. And the fact that he goes to Italy on his mission sways this whole thing, man. And his wife. They both speak fluent Italian. Yeah. Well, this the, is a well, dream come true in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah. They went on the, they lived there for two years and a year and a half. Fluency could be discussed another time. They are conversationally <laughs> fluent. They can discuss church verbs and nouns quite well. <laughs> Steve Young is the eighth best NFL QB of the modern era since 1978, according to a panel of legendary NFL coaches, including... Pete Carroll, Tony Dungy, Mike Holmgren, Mike, uh, Mike Shanahan, Norv Turner. Top 10 for uh, Steve Young. That's quite the list right there. Yeah. Jacob Brugman in the major leagues. One for three yesterday with a run batted in for the Oakland A's. He's driving in quite a few runs. His A's won 7-2 to two over the Tampa Bay Rays. And through the first round of the Utah Women's State Amateur, BYU golfer Kendra Dalton leads the stroke play after shooting two under par. Teammate Rose Huang is in second place shooting even par. Both are teeing off. Shortly. And Jerem Jordan hoping to shoot even par as well today. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Send and receive. Tanner Mangum is the guy throwing the football for BYU. Yeah. Don't know where you've been if you didn't know that. But who in the world is receiving it? Long gone are the likes of Mitch Matthews, who we will talk to today, member of the Miami Dolphins right now, Devon Blackman, Taryn Houck, Nick Kurtz, Mitchell Jurgens. In fact, none of the receivers Tanner Mangum completed a pass to during his freshman year are even an option at wide receiver anymore. Huh? Moroni Laulupututau did catch six passes in 2015 from Tanner Mangum, but now he's a tight end. Trey Dye caught one pass. He's a running back, and Francis Bernard now plays defense. He catches opposing passes, Spencer. And takes them for touchdowns. Just ask UMass. The point is, the crew is very new and ripe for questioning. Yet on signing day, the coaches, notably Ty Detmer, reiterated their confidence in the guys still on the roster. Essentially saying, look, we didn't need to sign anybody else. But why, Ty? Um. You know, there's guys there, and uh, as a coaching staff, we feel very good about those guys. And, it, you know, just because maybe you haven't heard their name and as much as, as you know, Kurtz and Jurgens and, you know, Pearson and th- those guys doesn't mean they can't play. That was the actual Ty Detmer. Well, yeah, and he should say that. What else is he going to say? On media oh, day. man, we, I don't know who's going to get it. We stink. You know, he's going to say, hey, no, we have confidence in these guys. We recruited these guys. So, yeah, and f- he should feel good about those guys. Otherwise, what are they doing coaching and signing these guys? Absolutely. <laughs> Who are those guys? Today we are going to continue our position group discussion with the pass catchers, both the wide receivers and tight ends. We will take care of the wide, wide receivers first, but we would also like you to have an impact on this show and decide which group – is going to show up more, Jerem. Which position group will have the greatest impact this season? Wide receivers to tight ends. Why? Use the hashtag BYUSN at JTracy2511. Hard question. Maybe wide receivers because Tanner can throw deep and that will really stretch the field, leaving the tight ends open. Let's meet the guys catching the ball. Perhaps your opinions will change after you hear our discussion on both. Wide receivers first.
led by Jonah Trineman. He is the leading returning receiver, 28 catches, 321 yards, only one touchdown. That's your leading receiver, which is why we're asking the question and discussing what we're discussing today in the fashion that we are, because there's just not a lot in terms of production coming back. But Ty Detmer, as you just said, feels like they can all play. Just because you haven't seen doesn't mean they can't play. Jonah Treneman is the best receiver on BYU's team, in my opinion. He is a guy that you look at his numbers and I go, man, underused last year. He was a deep threat, Toledo, 75-yard touchdown, first offensive play. That's the kind of explosive nature that he can bring. He's a 4-4 guy, really quick. I want to see Jonah Treneman in the 700-yard range this year. I don't think BYU is going to have a 1,000-yard receiver on this team. And that's not a problem. You won nine games with a 500-plus receiver leading the way because you had Jamal Williams. No Jamal Williams means, to me, the wide receivers have to be better than they were last year. But how much better? And you bring up the 1,000-yard mark. I mean, when was the last time BYU even had a 1,000-yard receiver? That's our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The last 1,000-yard receiver BYU had was Cody Hoffman, 2012. He had the second most receiving yards of any player in BYU history, 1248. Mitch Matthews was the next closest, I believe, with 942. Yeah, a few years before that. BYU's had someone get 1,000 yards in a season 16 different times. It doesn't happen a lot. It just really doesn't. It's happened like seven times since, you know, uh, 1992. So you don't have to have 1,000, right? In BYU's offense, 1,000 is probably a little harder to come by than a 1,000-yard rusher is. Jonah Trinman most likely to do it. But there are other guys in this group that I like. Aleva Hifo got a lot of run as a freshman, and he was in some big situations. In fact, he gets thrown the ball at West Virginia. Unfortunately, the ball gets batted around, intercepted. He gets the first play from scrimmage against Utah. That ball pops up. Utah returns it for a pick six. But he showed some flashes of brilliance at times. And I think he could be a bigger contributor on this team. Everyone's got an off-the-radar guy, a sleeper pick, the dark horse. Okay, the Cinderella. For me, that guy is Micah Simon, who redshirted last year. I have heard nothing but good things about Micah from Ben Cahoon, the receivers coach, from Ty Detmer, from any coach that really that I talk to on the offensive side of the ball, BYU. They all like what Micah Simon has been doing during his redshirt year and say that he has really improved. Well, now is his opportunity to go out and show that improvement because yeah, he was a high school Texas high school quarterback. quarterback. So he's elusive in space. Talon Chumway is that guy for me. Lone Peak kid who played basketball with the Lone Peak three. Good football player. Hasn't played it redshirted. Didn't play a ton last year. I think he's going to be a guy to watch this year. He could be like one of your top three receivers, in my opinion, this year. Akile Davis came in that same class with Micah Simon. He's kind of been pushed back and forth between defensive back and receiver, like Micah at times. Now they're both receivers. Redshirted last year. Out of Texas. Margin hooks guys that have trained with the former BYU Wide receiver, great. Yeah, speaking of 1,000-yard receivers. What can they do? Jerem likes talent. Shumways is off-the-radar guy. I'm going with Micah Simon. We've talked about Trinaman. They're all off-the-radar except for Trinaman, really. Then there, <laughs> then there is the 4-3 guy, Bo Tanner, one of the fastest yeah. guys on the roster. He's kind of a mystery. We heard a lot about him, didn't see a lot from him because I believe he got hurt last year. Very quick, in space. These, these aren't the tall receivers that Tanner Mangum had 2015, rangy, then go up and make a play, as much as they are run a good route, get the ball, get a little bit of yak, 
that kind of thing. These are good route running type guys, quick in space. Now, there's some really quick guys. Like, Bo Tanner's supposed to be like a 4-3 quick kind of dude. He and Jonah, really, really fast kind of guys that maybe in the return game won't make as big of an impact as in the offense. Hopefully, you get a quick out to them. They can make a guy miss and kind of get upfield. Or, like Jonah Trinman showed in Toledo and Cincinnati with the deep ball, just get past guys down the field, and Tanner Mangum's got the arm to find them. BYU has gone away from the big, tall, physical receiver that we had become so accustomed to during much of Independence Era. Cody Hoffman, Mitch Matthews, Taron Houck, Nick Kurtz. Big, tall so guys. Tall guys, man. 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. But they do have one guy who is making a position change from defense to offense who was a wide receiver and a really good one in high school, Grant Jones. 6-6, not playing safety anymore for Nora BYU. Jones' brother. Grant Jones is coming Just to kidding. play with the wide receivers. He is the lone tall guy in this group. Yeah, he's way off the board, right? Never caught a pass at BYU, but let's see what he can do. You know, There's other guys uh, in the mix that you may have heard of or show up in the spring game, like Neil Palu got uh, some run in that. Ricky uh, Shumway had his Ricky social Sh- media moment two years ago when he made that crazy catch on yeah. film. Tim Few Kid, uh, Mac Richards, Taggart Kruger, Inoke Lotulele. There's certainly some options there. The unproven but confident wide receivers um, is a good way to phrase that um, with this group because the leading guy had 321 yards. So you're like, all right, who steps up? But these guys have been redshirting or they've been in the program for the most part. And now it's their time to shine. And they need to. Tanner Mangum's going to complete passes and someone's going to catch them. I'm less concerned about who's on the other end as much as I am with the line blocking and Tanner Mangum. To me, the receiver, you can figure that out a little easier. It's a little uneasy when you put the receivers and the pass catchers, for that matter, with the words capable, opportunity. We just haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah. And and it. It could be a disaster. It could also be awesome. Like, who, like, I'm excited to see in fall camp what these guys can do. Which position group will be more impactful? The wide receivers, who we just discussed, or the tight ends, who we will talk about at length coming up in about 20 minutes. You decide on the Twitter machine. Let's get to some tweets. You've got tweets. At Laser Sheep tweets in, nothing against the wideouts, but there was so much movement to fill the tight end spots, I have to believe it's for a reason. Tight ends will be used. And we will preview the tight ends coming up after we talk to Mitch Matthews, and we will tell you our answer to this Twitter question, which is which position uh, will have the greatest impact this year, wide receivers or tight ends. But that's, that's a good point. Tight ends will certainly play a bigger role, especially because – of the unknown receivers. The tight ends are pretty unknown, too, though. There is more hype around the tight ends than wide receivers right now. It's because of returning production. And the spring game MVP, Matt Bushman. Ah, uh, yes. That notable honor. Coming up, you tell <laughs> us which position, receiver or tight end, will have the greatest impact. But not before Miami Dolphins wide receiver Mitch Matthews joins the show to offer his opinion. This is BYU Sports Nation. Elite. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation happening right this very second on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Six days from now, next Wednesday, we'll have our fall camp preview show. We'll get you ready for everything you need to know with BYU Fall Camp, which starts earlier than maybe ever, uh, July 26th. 
pretty crazy is when they report next Thursday, one week from today, first practice, and then first game, of course, is one month from next Wednesday on August 26th. Very exciting times. Which position will have the greatest impact this season, wide receiver or tight end? Why? New pro-style offense under Ty Detmer? Things change. At Kip Kent tweets, and logically I want to say wide receiver because there are more of them, but my gut is telling me tight end. I think Matt Bushman will have a special year. Yeah, the, ever since Dennis Pitta and Andrew George left, we've been clamoring for who's the guy, who's the next tight end, because there have been some amazing tight ends at BYU. Is there a guy like that in this roster? We hope so. I'm excited to see, just like the wide receivers, the development of that position. Don't sleep on Moroni Laulupututau. I mean, he's the guy right now. Yeah. He's the guy that's slotted as the well, tight end. Well, don't tell that to Tanner Baldery and Matt Bushman. <laughs> I'm just Hunter saying. Hunter Marshall. I'm, well, good. Motivate him. Let's get him going. You know, and he, sometimes you have two tight end sets. I think you need, like, three guys that you're like, we trust those dudes. Nice to have some depth. Yeah. The elite, Mitch Matthews, receiver currently with the Miami Dolphins. We're still going there? That's, yeah, that's, I am. still doing that? And I will forever. On the Deseret First Credit <laughs> Union hotline. Mitch, welcome back to the show, man. How's it going, guys? It's been a while. What's going on? We're, we're just, just, we're okay. just happy to have you, man. Does the elite still come up with you? Like, do BYU fans still, like, yell, elite, or whatever to you? All the, all the Miami Dolphins fans, that's all they say to me now, too. <laughs> so well. How's life in South Beach, man? Uh, you can't complain, man. You're in South Beach. I mean, it's awesome. Florida's awesome. Uh, so my mission here, it's second, my second home. That, that actually, the, the, our, our training facility is it was my last area of my mission, so I know like the back of my hand. So it's a second home to me, and the weather is incredible, and it's sunshine and, and beaches and hard work though every day. So I love it. What's the schedule like right now for you as you uh, try and make this team and uh, make the 53 or the practice squad? Just just hang with these guys. Yeah, so the schedule right now, everyone in the NFL is off until training camp, um, which is uh, a week from today. So we have our conditioning test, which we enter in next Wednesday, and our first practice is uh, next Thursday. And then after that, it's two weeks from the day we start, we have our first preseason game, and then every three weeks after that. So we have four preseason games. So I've just been, for the last month and a half, I've just been doing, doing conditioning, uh, sprinting, weightlifting, the whole bit, just trying to get in my peak state. That's when everyone in the NFL would agree that right now you're in your peak physical state. Because obviously during the season you have to hang in there tough and kind of get destroyed and take a beating a little bit. But right now everyone's in their peak state, in the best shape of their life, and uh, you're getting ready to come, to come to camp, and so I'm juiced. Talking with Mitch Matthews. Mitch, how do you feel like you are a better receiver right now on July 20th, 2017, compared to – what you were at BYU? Man, I would have to say um, 10 times as a player, and I think that any player in the NFL currently would have to say the same thing about themselves. And I just think naturally when you play with guys that are so great constantly, you know, every day being able to go against pro bowlers or watch a pro bowler receiver right next to you. Like yesterday I worked out with Ryan Tannehill and Jarvis Landry and Kenny Stills and Devontae Parker, and those are the starters for the Miami Dolphins. And what a better way to improve your game than watching – some pro bowlers and some uh, playoff team uh, and some of their best players. So uh, to say that I uh, haven't gotten better would be, would be crazy. I, I know that I have, and it's just from elevating myself and my mindset to be like, well, if, if I need to hang with these guys, then I obviously have to be better than I was in college. And I think my mindset has completely changed. And, man, I would love to have one more game back at BYU and <laughs> kind of show how, I, how I've changed. And so every, every NFL player would say the same thing. But so I definitely have to answer your question. And 
Um, I'm a new man, so I, I love where I'm at. Have you heard or are you familiar with the Miami Dolphins fight song? Uh, yes. I, someone sang it to me the other day or part of it, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's like 50 years old. I love it. Dude. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> when, Something at, exactly. We, we went to a game down there around the Miami Beach Bowl, and it was we – lo- we, like we were so into it when Miami scored touchdown. It was amazing. <laughs> I'm hoping you That's heard that a lot. But what, what's yeah, been the biggest challenge – so far in your career, as you're trying to make an NFL roster, and and uh, you're continuing to do that, and we hope that you make the Dolphins. But what's been the biggest challenge so far? Um, rosters are, are very small in the NFL; they're about half the size as college, and you just got to find your right fit. I mean, I, I know guys that have been cut 13 times and go on to make 30 million dollars in, in one contract. It's just it's about sticking in there, do what you can, finding your right fit. Um, and the biggest thing I've learned, though, is consistency. Um, a bad day in the NFL, it lasts a long, a long time, longer than you might think. A bad day in college, you say, oh, well, I'll come back, I'll come back tomorrow. And, uh, people will forget. But in the NFL, they're keeping track of everything. They notice the bad days, and they also notice the good days. But you have to be very, very consistent. You can't have those bad days because your time is, is so lived. You don't have a for sure four years like you do in college. Uh, to just showcase yourself, and oh, I'm gonna these next two years, I'm gonna just get a lot better than my junior and senior year. I'll start in the NFL. Is you have to be just as good as everyone else on the field the second you step on the field, and so you have to be consistent. You have to show up every day and dominate and get in that mindset. You can't have rookie jitters for a whole year, or you might not even be coming back to the second year. So you have to be very consistent, and you have to be ready early, and you have to continue to open the eyes of coaches. That's that's the reason why I've stuck around in the NFL. Is continually coaches will see me i'll work out for a team and they'll say i want him and i want this guy and you gotta find your niche and, and move from there so i'm very optimistic about making this team and we'll see where i land um come fall why do you feel like you have a good shot to find a spot with miami um you know i just think their coach is a very special coach coach gase as a young guy i think he's 38 39 years old uh he coached with he was Peyton manning's quarterback coach he is a, he's a type of guy where he puts guys in the right position to succeed. Um, I feel like the type of guy I am, I'm, I'm the tallest receiver in the NFL. I do things that other people can't do, and just like other guys can do things I can do. Um, I feel like he's the type of guy that will put me in the right position to succeed, not, be, not just throw me in there and try to make me the same as everybody else. I think he's a guy that sees potential in me and handpicked me to be on this team, and uh, I think he's a guy that sees potential in me and will use me in his uh, our, uh high-powered, high-throwing offense. So I'm excited to be here, man. Anytime we think about you, we think about the Hail Mary against Nebraska. <laughs> is, do BYU fans, when they see you, do, do they share experiences about where they were when they saw that and what it meant to them? Does that still happen with you? Uh, all the time, man. All, all the time. Even guys that aren't even BYU fans or hmm. NFL coaches, well, they, like some guys will, will literally be like, oh, yeah, you're the Hail Mary guy. And it's like <laughs> two years ago. And it's like they don't watch BYU. There's nothing, but it has such a magnitude being the first game of the year in such a big stadium, a big game, a crazy game, and it, with Taysom and the whole bit. And Tanner coming in, it was just, it was just a perfect storm. And so a lot of people have remember, especially BYU fans. I mean, that'll, that'll hopefully last forever and a long time. But even guys that don't even care about BYU, they, they know me as a Hail Mary guy to this day. And or if guys overhear a conversation about, oh, I'm a Hail Mary guy, and then. Guys will come over and be like, wait, that was you? You were that guy? And so it's just interesting to, uh, to have that type of impact 
um, and the type of game it was. It, it's, it's something that I, I'm glad, very glad it happened. It was a great memory for me, and hopefully I made memories for a lot of people. Do you recall a fun story or two from somebody that watched it in some, you know, something they've shared with you about that experience? <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I mean, the, the best thing that I saw was the compilation of videos that came out of the reactions to the Hail Marys. I'm sure you guys have seen that, correct me if you haven't, but there was a compilation of a bunch of 10, 20-second videos of the reactions of people when they're seeing it. You know, obviously people have their phones out filming the TV, you know, just in case this Hail Mary happens, I, I want to be the one that gets on film. And their grandmas in the background freaking out, and this person on the radio. And I remember watching that video and just being like, man, I had my certain reaction and so did everyone else. But it, it felt so good to, to bring that reaction out of people um, all the way across the country, all, and, and different countries even, watching that game or listening to it on the radio. Um, but I have had tons of people come up to me and just say, man, that game, that changed my life. And they don't even know why they're saying it, but they're just saying it just because they were so excited. So... <laughs> It's uh, it's just it's it's just interesting and, and, and awesome at the same time, and uh, I love our fans, so that's what makes it fun. Not to make things more complicated in your life, but you decided to get married to a current BYU soccer player, Maddie Lyons Matthews. Now, what's life like as a married man? You playing professional football in Miami, <laughs> and your wife playing soccer for BYU? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's the be- I mean, obviously, it's the best. I, I I'm the luckiest man alive, and uh. It's it's one of those things where you never envision married life as oh I'm gonna live in this other country and you're gonna live in this other country chasing you know your athletic dreams and, and mine as well. But this is a funny conversation that Maddie and I had the very first week we were dating. I'm, I remember liking her so much within that first week of us dating. I remember being like oh my gosh like I'm gonna go play on in the NFL. I'm so confident I want to do that's my dream. But you're only a sophomore. How in the world is this gonna work? So I remember having that <laughs> conversation with her the first week we're dating. I said. I said, babe, this is going to happen. I'm going to go play in the NFL. I'm doing it. That's my lifelong dream. I'm doing it. And you're still going to be here um, on the soccer fields. So we're going to have to get used to this now. We're going to have to mentally wrap our minds around being away from each other for two years. We've done it for one already. Obviously, she visits all the time. I visit all the time. It's great. Um, and thank the heavens for FaceTime. But it's something that we had a conversation a week into us dating saying, this is probably going to happen. And lo and behold, two years later, it's, it's happening and hopefully it continues to happen uh, as far as reaching our goals. But we see each other plenty with her flying out and me flying out there. And so we make it work and it's a lot of fun. Every time we see each other, it's excitement and a lot of fun because we only have maybe a couple of days. So um, we have a lot of fun together and uh, she's the best. I'm a lucky guy. There is a cougar on the Dolphins and he's been there forever. The long snapper, John Denny. What's it like oh, to have yeah. another BYU guy on the roster? It's money, um, and the reason is is because Denny is the team barber. So he said, and all the time, the first day I was there, he had like a line of seven, eight guys. He's giving guys fade haircuts. I, I told him, I said, John, I, I, I said, I have this very specific haircut. I've had it for years. Everyone knows me by it. I need to get it. I showed him a couple pictures. And he gave me a beautiful haircut. He actually gave me one yesterday. Um, so he's he's the haircut guy on the team. He's I mean he's been I think this is 14th season with the team. Very well respected, great player, and uh, glad to be with another Cougar because we're actually outnumbered with with the youth on the team. So yeah, I'm glad yeah. to be five one one buddy. Well, that's the life, What's man. Even, long, one, one, long snapper and barber. Yeah, that's his talent. I actually live currently with a Utah player, Trevor Riley, him and my brother. 
uh, were best friends on, on the mission, and Trevor invited me to live with him. So I'm actually living with the with the U right now, currently. Um, <laughs> we actually worked out together the whole bit, so starting to break down the walls. And I think you probably played with Drew, Trevor's brother, who was a yep, yep. safety for BYU. So there's all kinds of connection there between the two. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's perfect. A great family. Hey, uh, Mitch, it's great to talk to you and catch uh, up with you again. We won't wait so long before we do this again. We wish you the best of luck, man, uh, as you pursue <laughs> a roster spot with the Miami Dolphins. And uh, I'll try not to uh, mess up the soccer broadcast this fall for your wife, Feel Maddie. free to tweet at Lions Spencer. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got some tips for me, let me know, okay. man. <laughs> you guys are the best, man. Love, love talking to you guys and hanging out. So every time any time. And go Cougars. You got it. Thanks, Mitch, Mitch Matthews on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Learned a couple of fantastic things in that interview. One, he's the tallest receiver in the NFL. There's no one that's 6'7". Interesting. Number two, John Denny is the Miami Dolphins team barber. I wanted to ask, does he charge them? <laughs> Like, he can make some decent coin, but he's in the NFL. He doesn't need it. Yeah, and Mitch is a guy that cares a lot about his hair. Oh, yeah. So, for him to trust John, like, John's got to have some skill, man. Yeah. At the Miami Beach Bowl, John was on the sideline, obviously. Like, the whole game, hanging out, which was super cool. One of the Denny brothers, tons of them played at BYU. One of the longest-tenured BYU players in the NFL. He's probably... I bet he's the longest-tenured BYU player right now in the NFL. He's got to be. 14 years. He's challenging all time. Like, Lee Johnson, I think, was in the league the most. Almost two decades, Ty Detmer was in for like 14, 15 years. John Denny's right there, man. How about that? Matt Foley's like, sign me up. You want to know how you can last a long time in the NFL? Be in a position where you don't get hit a ton. Backup quarterback, punter, long snapper. How about that? Hmm. We should just recruit (laughs) those positions heavily. Which position will have the greatest impact this season? Long snapper or punter? I'm just kidding. Wide receiver or tight end? You tell us why you use the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, Eric Mika signs in Italy. Big deal or no deal? And we take a close look at the tight end pass catchers. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anywhere, any fashion, anytime you feel like it. You want to watch this show at 3.37 a.m., and I know that some of you are up at that hour with young children or for whatever reason, Midnight Snacks, you can do it! That's that's the nickname of our show, the Midnight Snack, yeah. But, uh, we had Mitch Matthews on, fantastic stuff about the Hail Mary, about John Denny being the barber of the Miami Dolphins, long longtime NFL player, BYU Cougar. Living with a, Living with a ute. ute. Yeah, the, the whole deal. Plus, we previewed the wide receivers uh, earlier in the show as well. We'll preview the tight ends coming up here in a sec. Plus, uh, what Reno Mahe, why Reno Mahe is mad at us. We'll tell you in a moment. <laughs> the running backs coach. <laughs> so much what so. Happened? What happened on the golf course right now that was just texted? We'll tell you in a sec. We'll tell you in a sec. He's still mad about the salad incident during that interview with uh, Kalani Satake. Hey, that's on him, man. That's on him. (laughs) That's on him. (laughs) Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines, beginning with a tour of Italy. Eric Mika has signed a contract to play in the country of Italy. He will play for Unione Sportiva Victoria Libertas Palacanestro, or VL Pasado Basketball. That's so much easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just do VL Pasado, okay? Mm -hmm. Team located in Passato, Italy, and plays in Lega Basket Serie A, the highest league in Italy, also 
Jonathan Tavernari plays in that league. Very nice. Steve Young is the eighth-best NFL quarterback of the modern era since 78, according to a panel of legendary NFL coaches, including Pete Carroll, Tony Dungy, Mike Holmgren, and others. My intonation on Jonathan Tavernari's name was all off, and it's because it's the, right. I said Tavernari. Tavernari. Because he's a Brazilian. <laughs> Tavernari. But, but I believe his father is Italian or one of his parents. Jacob Brugman, one for three with an RBI for the Oakland A's in the Major League. Seven to two victory for his team over the Tampa Bay Rays yesterday. And through the first round of the Utah Women's State Amateur, BYU golfer Kendra Dalton leading, shooting two under par. Teammate Rose Huang, second place, shooting even par. Both currently on the course in the second round of stroke play. It's nice. One, two, BYU. There you go. We have previewed a lot of the wide receivers. But now we're going to look at the group that a lot of people are excited about. Why are you so excited about the tight ends, BYU Sports Nation? You tell us. And I believe it's founded in the spring game MVP because that's a real thing. Because that means something. Matt Bushman. And the move for Moroni Lalu Pututau, who has been effective at times as a wide receiver, to the tight end position. So... Some guys with experience, some guys that have created excitement that I just brought up. And let's not forget about guys that actually have experience catching passes as the tight end. Tanner Baldery and Hunter Marshall. Tanner Baldery, uh, two touchdowns, one of which was the game winner against Mississippi State. Hunter Marshall caught a touchdown pass. In that same game. On a fourth down play at the goal line as well. So a couple guys with experience. Other guys who have caught a pass... Ronai Laulupututau, as you mentioned, uh, Nate Sampson caught one pass last year. So um, behind those guys, you have other guys like Troy Hines, who's been really injured. I hope he's he was this huge uh, recruit and huge signing from BYU. Hopefully, he gets healthy. Joe Tukuafu, Bentley uh, Hanshaw is a legacy guy uh, that will be a freshman. Excited about him and Kyle Griffiths as well. So there are a lot of tight ends, dude, on this team. Like eight, eight listed tight ends, man. That means that BYU wants to invest in this position. And they br- they're bringing in a lot of young guys. MLP's got to be a guy who makes plays. They moved him because they think he's a playmaker. Matt Bushman was really good. Uh, Tanner Mangum loves all these tight ends, but he, he highlighted Matt Bushman in conversations you know, this spring. And then, of course, uh, you bring back Baldry and uh, Marshall. So I think BYU's got some talent in this group. And like I said, ever since Dennis Pitt and Andrew George left, We've been searching for it. There's think, been this thirst for it. Think about all the great tight ends that have played here. And, and I'm going to miss some, but let's Gordon Hudson, Chris Smith, Atula Mealy, Chad Lewis, Dennis Pitta, Andrew George. There have been a lot of really Doug good Jolly. tight ends. Doug Jolly. So many, right? This is a place where – and Ty Emmer is going to get some good tight ends here. I think BYU's got – I think Matt Bushman can be a really good tight end. He just makes plays, man. He was out running BYU safety. He can run. Game. He can run. The coaches really like – his ability to get north and south in a hurry. He's he's please got don't good go speed. east or west. Get to Canada or Mexico. He's baby. got good speed for his position. Did we leave Johnny Harleen off that list? Johnny Harleen. I said we we're going to miss so someone. many. Right? There's so many so that many. we're going to forget somebody. Yeah, there have been a lot of good ones. Daniel Coates played in the NFL. Like awesome players. Now our Twitter question is this: Which position group will have the greatest impact this season? Wide receiver, or tight end. Why? I think it's receivers. The majority of your receiving yards come from those guys. Tight ends have a niche. Uh, role on the team. Third downs, third and short, especially if you always run in the rocks, first two downs. They're super important. But I think the receivers need to be good. I don't think the tight ends can be that good if the receivers aren't, that, aren't good because they need the spacing on the field. They need the field to stretch a little bit. They can't pack the box, load it up for the run in the tight ends if the receivers 
aren't doing stuff. Somebody tweeted in that the numbers are in favor of the wide receivers because there are more of them. I think it was at Laser Sheep. And logistically, I'm with you. I think the receivers will have a greater impact just because there will be more opportunity for them to make plays and stretch the field. But people will notice and pay attention more to what the tight ends do. So while the wide receivers, I think, will have the greater impact, the tight ends will be more memorable this year because there is that thirst for production from that position that's been missing for BYU football for a long time. It'll only be memorable if they do memorable things. Like a couple third-down conversions, you know, like it'll need to be significant plays and significant games. Tanner Baldry had that's 13 what catches happen. last year, yet everybody what, what remembers what he did against Mississippi State, right? That, oh, the tight end exists in the BYU offense! That's my point. Yeah, I don't, I don't think people are saying that. It was just like a catch by a tight end in a game. To win in double overtime? No, no, no. When the season ended, we weren't like, there is a tight end and we are good. No, it was I'm saying like, in the moment. A tight end made a play. In the moment. Like that because it went to the game winner went to a tight end and Hunter Marshall caught a touchdown pass in that game, it was like, oh, the reemergence of the BYU tight end. Like there were several that's articles like, that like, week. That's like Tiger's back. About like, reemergence. Stop. Yes. It needs to be it is prolonged. It like is one game. Come on. The one thirst game. is there, so that's what I'm saying. Like it will be noticed when the tight ends are used because it hasn't been there. Well, we've been saying this for a long time. I'm excited to actually see it. To hopefully see it. Every year. Tight ends? Question mark? Like, let's see it already. Like, talk is cheap. Let's see a tight end. Tight ends emerge in this offense. Not in singular games, but in a season. At B-Royal Blue Cougs tweets in, I still think wide receiver will be most used, but tight end will become the important target. There you go. Pivotal down. There you go. The third down blanket, right? That's what made Dennis Pitta so good. Big deal, no deal. Eric Mika finds a home in Italy this season. Jimmer hasn't. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. And starting... August 2nd, that's a Wednesday, Behind the Mic with Greg Rubel, a weekly one-hour program from 8 to 9 Eastern time starting August 2nd on BYU Radio. We're excited to add that to our family of programs. That'll be awesome. Hey, and for the record, both Jerem Jordan and myself follow Reno Mahe on Twitter. Let's just put that out there. Okay, so he he texted uh, – he, we got a text video from him. During the show. During today's show. Ripping up a picture of us saying, you guys don't follow me on Twitter? Like, this is what I think about you. So he ripped it up. So then we both looked and we're like, we follow Reno. We do follow Reno. We followed Reno for a long time. So then he put the picture back together and sent us back a photo of him smiling. <laughs> <laughs> then said, I'm sorry. At a golf tournament. They're currently at a golf tournament. Yeah, really funny. You can see that on Twitter now. Uh, Jeremy and I <laughs> both just tweeted that so, picture out. Like, what's going on? <laughs> I hope there's another salad incident during an interview sometime. Please. <laughs> More salad, please. You can't not smile when that guy walks into the room. Like, he walks in, you're like, yeah, Reno. Smiles just come all over the place. I love yeah, it. Exactly. Love it. Uh, what should we do now, Jerem? Let's play a game called Big Deal No Deal. Okay. Big Deal No Deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States. For over 65 years, Brady Industries clean solutions, a tradition. For generations. Number one. Big deal, no deal. Fall camp starts one week from today. Big deal. This, Yeah, this is a big deal. One week away? Like, it's July 20th, and we're sitting here one week away from some semblance of football 2017. Media day kind of kicks things off, but then there's this lull, right? It's like, hey, remember football? Go on vacation, then come back. 
and let's party. We're going to party in a week. I can't wait. This show helps the summer go so fast for me as a BYU fan. I can't believe we are so close. This is a big deal. I'm hoping that's the case for you, too. Hit it! Countdown to the Vikings. 37. 37, 37 days away. Who's who's the guy that we Vic Soto. Vic Soto. Okay. Who was a tight end? And, and then, also and then a became, defensive lineman. Became a defensive lineman. Played in the NFL. Lambo Leap. 49 days away until the NFL season starts. Daniel Sorensen's jersey number with the Kansas City Chiefs, featured today by Pro Football Focus. Yeah, baby. That a boy, Danny. Number 2. Big deal, no deal. BYU has not had a 1,000-yard receiver since 2012. I say no deal. I, I, BYU won nine games with a really good running back, right? Um, you don't always need a 1,000-yard receiver. In fact, it's only happened 16 times in BYU history. It's, it's quite the feat. BYU went 8-5 and five with a 1,000-yard receiver in 2012. Yeah, good point. So, no yeah, deal. Yeah, I, it's, Trust me, I'd rather have one than not have one. No deal but for me. No deal. Win no games. Deal. Yeah. Win games. Who cares how you get the yards and the touchdowns and the points? It, it might help you to have one. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah it's, fun, it's fun to have a playmaker, but for me, <coughs> no deal. Number three. Before we do number three, Spencer, what in the world was that you just did when I read the last one? Uh, that was my Jim Carrey impersonation from Liar Liar. If you know the scene, you know it well. Like it, that, I, it was my, do it again. It was my face of, sh- of mocking shock. Yeah, do it again. How about that? <laughs> Yeah, send it out. Give it out. Do it into this camera right there. <laughs> I'm not doing it again. How are we going to make Cameras it? Cameras are rolling, man. But it was wide, and we were in a squeeze, a two-box. <laughs> we're in a two-box with Ben. We need it better on Other the angles. Go so back to the replay machine. <laughs> oh, it's already happening. Number <laughs> three. Gifts being made. Big deal, no deal. BYU has zero tight ends who have caught more than 15 passes in a single season. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's a big deal. Ideally, you want someone coming back to have some experience, even if it's the backup and he emerges. 15's not a lot, right? So I go big deal because there's an opportunity here for these tight ends to establish themselves. I think MLP has 20-plus catches this year, and I'm hoping another guy does too. I want, Matt, I want Matt Bushman to have 20 to 40 catches and MLP 20 to 40. The same deal. Yeah, just be an option in this offense. I'm thir- 40's high, too. I'm thirsty for it, but no deal. Because it has, no, it has no impact on what's going to happen this season. The fact that that happened in the past and it has gone away, it, it doesn't impact anything right now. I think it's going to change for the better. But for me, I don't care what's happened in the past. I like the direction that the program's moving. Number four. Big deal, no deal. Eric Mika signs with top-level Italian team in VL Pissarro. It's, it's a big deal because we're playing this music also I thought that he'd have a shot at the G League. And now he's just going straight to Italy. So his NBA chances decreased quite a bit. I was hoping he'd get a chance there. Didn't get drafted. Not a shock. Didn't get very much run in the Summer League. That probably told us what we needed to know about his chances to get into the G League. Yeah, this is a big deal. And and I agree with you. Like, it's it's disappointing because I wanted to see him in the G League. And at some point, he might come back. I don't know. Like it's, Hopefully. It's possible. But it's also a big deal because this is a dream come true in a lot of ways for Eric and his wife, Gabby, who both spent time as missionaries for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in the country of Italy. They speak relatively fluent, conversational Italian. Is that good enough for you? Yeah. Did I qualify that enough? Yes. This will be a fun thing for them. And so I'm excited for Eric to be able to do this. 
and to have that experience. But it's disappointing because you want to you want to see him get that NBA dream at some point, right? Yeah, you want a weird take. The fact that he gets his call to Italy hurts BYU BYU, BYU basketball. Oh, you know what I mean? Like in the bigger scheme of things, it's burning great me for up, him Jerem. on his mission. Great for him as a pro, but the middle part, BYU hoops, it hurt BYU hoops. But it was great in everything else. In the big picture, it's fine. Yeah, well, that hot yeah. take was a big deal. It was. A, I called it a weird take. Number five. Weird take. Last one. Big deal, no deal. Not knowing where Jimmer Fredette will play next season yet. No deal. He could play in China for the rest of his career. And make f- a lot of money. The fact that he said no means that he's trying somewhere else. He could always play in China, okay? But he's trying to play somewhere else. Is the NBA in the mix? Doesn't seem like it. So it's like, where elsewhere could he play? Does he... He did the G League thing. He he's done China. I think and Europe, been successful. Europe's in both. the next step to me. Europe is the next step. Is Jimmer Fredette going to play in uh, Italy's Basket Serie A high league? I want, I want with, him to play in Spain. That's where I want him to play against JC Carroll, former Utah State Aggie. Bring up JC Carroll. Listen, he's this. the guy over there. He is. I know. I hear this enough from our Utah State alum in the house here. Yeah, well, you hear it from Tyler I don't, Hawks. I don't need to hear it from you, too. I, I just want to hear it from that other person. Yeah, no <laughs> no deal for me. I, I would love to see. And Jimmer told us earlier this summer, there are NBA teams that I feel like I would fit well with. He spent a lot of time talking about fit, the right fit. And he said there are some NBA teams that he is talking with, that his agent is talking with, that could be the right fit. So... I don't know. What do you want? Do you want him to be 73-point megastar in China, which is the most populous country in the entire world? But it's the Netscape of basketball leagues, remember? <laughs> Netscape Navigator. <laughs> or do you want him Browser to use, Netscape. Or do you want him to have a tab on uh, Internet Explorer and play in the NBA? I want him to be on Chrome or Mozilla. Or Mozilla. Okay, yeah, great. Ah, yeah. It's no deal for me. We'll find out. He's going to be fun. Play. I don't know. I don't re- He's going to play. Whatever. Our Elite Tweet of the Day up next, and we going to whip it. Big Deal, No Deal on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Brady Industries. Clean solutions, a tradition for generations. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Oh, what a show we've had today. Happy Thursday. Big thanks to today's guest, Mitchell Matthews, who joined us from South Beach, Miami, where he is trying to make his way onto the Miami Dolphins 53-man roster, or at least that practice squad. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Shout out to Reno Mahe. Let's whip it! <laughs> it's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars overseas. Eric Mika signed a contract to play in Italy for VL Passaro Basketball. The team's located in Pissarro, Italy. Plays in the Liga Basket Serie A, the highest league in Italy, same league as Jonathan Tavernari. Football. Steve Young, the eighth best NFL quarterback of the modern era, meaning since 1978, according to a panel of legendary NFL coaches made up of the likes of Pete Carroll, Tony Dungy, Mike Holmgren, Wade Phillips, and Mike Shanahan, not to mention Norv Turner. Cougars in the major leagues. Jacob Bregman went one for three with an RBI for the Oakland A's and a 7-2 win over the Tampa Bay Rays. Cougars in the minors. 
Jacob Hanneman of the AAA Iowa Cubs, one for four in an 11-8 loss to the Nashville Sounds. Colton Mahoney pitched four innings last night for the single-A Greensboro Grasshoppers, striking out six in an 8-2 loss to the Greenville Drive. Taylor Cole pitched one inning, by the way, for the Dunedin Blue Jays, striking out one in a 3-0 win over the Clearwater Threshers. Baseball. The Luden River Dogs overcame the D.C. Grays in a 3-0 victory yesterday. Nate Favero, current BYU baseball player, pitched three innings, gave up two hits, struck out two. Is that Cape Cod? It's a 4.50 ERA. Yes, that is the Cape Cod League. And Bo Burrup in the Chatham? Chatham? Uh, Anglers face Riley Gates in the Wareham Gateman today. Not to mention D.C. Clawson, 1-3 in RBI in a Santa Barbara Foresters 5-4 loss to the San Luis Obispo Blues. Golf. Through the first round of the Utah Women's State Amateur. BYU golfer Kendra Dalton leads stroke play after shooting two under par. Teammate Rose Huang in second place shooting even par. Good luck, ladies. Cougars in the NBA. Or the WNBA. Jen Hampson had nine points in 12 minutes yesterday in an Indiana Fever 84-77 win over the Phoenix Mercury. Hampson also had five rebounds and two blocks in the win. Rugby. Hey, nine points, five rebounds, two blocks. That's a good line from Jen Hey, she's Hampson. playing. Let's go. The Rocky Mountain D1A Conference voted not to add BYU Rugby to its ranks. The Cougars needed five of the seven members to vote in favor and only received four votes. BYU competed as a D1A independent last season but was looking to join a conference. Sound familiar? BYU is hopeful that they'll be invited next year. They'll be an independent. They can still make the playoffs, compete for the national title. So not a big deal. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who gets it? Probably to Reno Mahe, who ripped up a picture of us at a golf tournament during the show, but upon hearing that we actually do follow him on Twitter, then pieced it together, took a picture, and sent it to us, and now all is resolved, all in the matter of about 20 minutes. Also, shout out to John Denny, who is the Miami Dolphins team barber. We learned that from the Mitch BYU Matthews. Said barber? Awesome. <laughs> Our elite tweet of the day from at Educator Jones answering which position group will be more impactful, wide receivers or tight ends. I would like it to be wide receivers because it would mean BYU has the ability to get big yardage in a single play, but it will likely be the tight ends. Yeah, it's important versus volume, quality versus quality or uh, quantity, right? Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. Shows on demand on BYUSN.com. Download the audio podcast, iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app for Jerem. I am Spencer. Shout out to Earl Imboden. BYU Sports Station back to work tomorrow.